Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and you're listening to the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. What? your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that is always ready for a dance with mr sandman my name is greg and on today's episode our trek through haddonfield takes us to the hospital as we comment on 1981's halloween 2 and whether or not you believe in universal health care you can listen into our show simply search for nightmare junkhead wherever podcasts are played Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. And, as you can hear, something is off, because where is Genius McGee? Well, Genius McGee also, appropriately enough, just took a trip to the hospital. Uh, We'll talk all about it, I'm sure, in next Friday's episode. But he had a heck of a week. Both of us have actually had a heck of a week between our health. So needless to say, life happened, and the original or originally scheduled episode isn't going to be falling today. It's going to be next week. But we wanted to make sure and release something, and we thought, as a kind of a special October treat, we would release uh, something from our Patreon vault. Of course, we do have a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash nightmarejunkhead, and one of those tiers... We One of the perks is a monthly commentary that we provide, and that's something we used to do on the main feed. Uh, you, there, I think we've done like 18 of them on the main feed at this point, but when we put together Patreon, we realized, oh, you know what, let's just make that kind of an exclusive thing. So unfortunately, since we don't have a new episode, we thought we would go ahead and release last year's uh, commentary that we record in the month of October, and it was for Rick Rosenthal's Halloween 2, which is a favorite of ours because it does go into the great tradition of immediately following the original film. And also, shit, just it, the, the Friday that this uh, episode is releasing, our Friday Night Fright at Screenland Armor is uh, Adam Green's Hatchet, which all three of those films build into each other one by one by one. So they share that lovely DNA that Halloween and Halloween 2 put out. Also, make sure you come and check it out. It's going to be a blast there. But we love, legitimately love this film. Uh, we had a blast recording it. Uh, we're going to obviously talk a little bit about Ben Tramer and the Ben Tramer family. number of things come out. Uh, there's a number of bad six times impressions. All of that. It's, it's Halloween. That's what we do with it. So go ahead and get either your Blu-ray, DVD, VHS, Beta, Laserdisc, potentially, or streaming service set up. We got everything lined up before that lovely shade of uh, orange comes in. And we do a Lethal Weapon style uh, style countdown here where we go three, two, one, and play. So get everything lined up. Um, Again, we will be closing out the month of October next Friday with our last entryway into Haddonfield uh, with Genius in tow this time, thanks to Haddonfield Memorial Hospital and everyone involved. Uh, So we will then see you next week. But until then, let's go ahead and count down and get the Halloween shenanigans started. Three, two, one, play. Well, previously 
on Halloween. And technically, in the uh, wane and vein of Friday the 13th that came after the first Halloween... It's always good for a catch-up. You have to, because... Um, in boom, this boom, case, boom, 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 boom. This is one of those songs that you will always be synonymous to this movie. It's like kind of like Reservoir Dogs and Stuck in the Middle with You, mm-hmm. but only for horror fans, you know, because like if you talk to somebody a certain age, Mr. Sandman, yes, bring me a dream. Boom, I, boom, boom, boom. I guarantee a number of people will connect this to Back to the Future. There's a segment in Back to the Future where this is featured. And also, you know who shot Back to the Future? Dean Cundy. Yes. You know who shot Halloween 2? Dean Cundy. Goddamn right. But see, here's the thing. I okay. always wait for our ambulance with Mr. Sandman. Now, can we count the shots here? Uh, yeah. What's really interesting with this is the fact that we, are, again, we're getting a catch-up. So if you did not watch the original Halloween, mm-hmm. it's Spoilers. okay. We're, yeah, we're, we yeah. gotcha. We gotcha. Oh, by the way, we do not have any affiliation with anybody movie person who made this movie, anybody who goes trick-or-treating, anybody who babysits anybody in the hospital. No, we, we just, are... two guys like the movie. And this, right here, The Undertaker owes his whole entire career to Michael Myers. And you can sum up bump, bump. an entire franchise in one shot. It's yeah. right there. Yeah. That is the shape. That is the shape moving. That is the shape responding. Now, our first appearance, technically in backflash here, but Loomis in this movie... He becomes so unhinged. He's as bad as Michael himself. He escalates. He has a higher death count than Michael Myers. Oh, he is responsible for probably more trauma. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, technically everyone does blame him for unleashing the shape. But he is so directly responsible for something that comes up pretty early on in this movie. Yeah. That becomes, it's technically a footnote in the Halloween um, canon. But it's so funny to us that are kind of reveal in the little particulars. Yeah. Oh, let's. We got a count. What's that? We got to have a shot count. See if he's one. One. Here I come. Wait, wait, wait. Two, Two, three, four, five, six, six, seven. seven. Now. We all heard and counted seven shots. Uh huh. How many times did he say he shot? Six times. Does Loomis have a magic bullet? Maybe he missed. Maybe he shot him. He shot. Yeah, but he, but he hit him. But I hit te- him six times. But technically, and I'm I'm not a very big gunsmith, but he does. He's shooting a revolver. Yeah, a revolver holds how many bullets? Six. Yes. How many times did he shoot? Seven. Again, does he have God on his side? Where did? The seventh bullet come from genius. I don't know. Maybe that one. The seven. And now, is that the shape of the thorn by any chance? <laughs> it looks like a stick figure drawing of what I used to draw when I when I was trying to like be really quick. Just kind of this weird outline. Either that or the Blair Witch looked at and was it like, "It did look like the Blair Witch." Like I like with this. Uh, I like the cut of this guy's jib. <laughs> well, you know, it's here is he's one gone. Of, well, and this is a number of things. This, number one, this is a direct continuation of the first film. Which I am a fan of and yes. I think is smart. I think, like, it makes more sense than, like, yeah, time leaps and shit work. Well, but of if course. it's the same night, the same story, I well, think that's a good continuation motif. They really tried to honor a number of things with this film, director Rick Rosenthal. Now, here we get one of my favorite lines in the movie, in the franchise, 
uh, again, where we're really losing Loomis, Loomis here. He's got blood on you his You don't hands. know what death, death is. Hands. Wait. <laughs> his little shimmy in turn. And then you kick in the Halloween theme, but it's different. Remix. Yes. <laughs> and it should be noted that this film came out in 1981, and that's now th- that's three years removed from the original Halloween. Dino De Laurentiis. And a lot has happened since the original Halloween came out. Oh, yeah. It has launched a number of copycats, and it is now highlighting on its own success by putting out a sequel, Mm -hmm. which wasn't the thing that you did really back in the day. And it wasn't even the intention. No, oh, no, no. It wasn't even the intention to do a Halloween 2. Halloween 2 was going to be like a Halloween 3, where it's just another scary story. It could have been the fucking fog. Well, you know what? Imagine living in a world where the only semblance of Michael Myers or the shape that we had was Halloween, and then we got something else with Halloween 2. And, and again, that original template. When people think of Halloween... They think of Michael Myers. Absolutely, absolutely, because the shape of the franchise is the shape. Mm-hmm. But, like, the intent was never... To have something spawn right. beyond that day. So would we be in a better existence in the horror society or the horror, you know, the horror world without that? Or Okay, so that's a that's a very interesting question. Now, if we're gonna go on just by hits and misses alone, I think uh, It's tough, right? Cause like uh I think the story of each Halloween tale is significantly cooler than another slasher but yet michael myers and like one and two and some of the things have been some of my favorite things but i think on the strength of just one i think we would be okay without a lot of the other just the fact there's more um misses than hits i think you also get a little bit of the diminishing returns as well now let me also say this this. is fucking rad this has always been rad this is one of the coolest things i've ever seen ever since i was little just the fact that the jack-o'-lantern's opening up and it's not even like a regular like a pumpkin smashing like a gallagher show it's like unveiling unveiling a cocoon and inside it is like like it's almost a prequel to um halloween three because if you would cut open the mask you would find a fucking kid's skull in there. And it's really... It's a rad skull looking fun too. And I'm glad you reacted to that because that's what always stayed with me as a kid was this intro and then also the VHS cover as well, which is basically that shot with the skull and with the, the pumpkin. With the skull and the pumpkin. And that's always frightened me. And the fact that it's technically a sticker that's on the front of my scooter, I kind of feel that it shields me from a lot of things yeah. out there because well, it's, you know, still... it's basically what halloween was originally intended for to use an effigy of the things that scare you to war off other things that are even worse what do you think that just calls back to how horror fans tend to deal with things a little bit better than absolutely. most people absolutely because we now i um, like the i like intro pov shots like this they did it well in um they did it well in the remake yes and they did it well in Amsterdam, but like this one. Wow, good callback. This one is very good. Well, and I think, and it's because I know Rick Rosenthal, he really wanted to try to stay true to the aesthetic that John Carpenter originated in Halloween. Yeah, yeah. And having, number one, having Dean Cundey 
back as your director of it photography definitely helps. Of course it is. I and the fact that he was in the the, the uh, carpenter camp. Oh oh yeah. Well, and a lot of the people. I shot him six times. <laughs> I shot him six times. And like I said, this is where Doctor Doctor Loomis, Doctor Loomis, like Doctor Phil, Doctor <laughs> Loomis. He just becomes a caricature <laughs> of the original, but. As as we are here in 1981, with the kind of the escalation and the explosion of the slasher films, to keep up, they did try to stay true to the John Carpenter aesthetic. Yeah, you but know then they, they had... stayed true to the fact that he was right fucking there and the cop didn't even see him. Oh yeah, he was like less than a block away, just like when he's driving around with Miami. Oh, it's horrible! It's horrible. But then they also up the gore quotient. Oh, absolutely. Now, what always troubled me. In this movie, what always stuck with me is the fact that we get some really good kind of callback imagery where, uh, oh, of course, and if you're going to use uh, you know, public domain, of course you're going to th- throw one out there to mm-hmm. George A. Romero. But the the images that always stuck with me in the original Halloween was when the shape was in the background. And you as the viewer knew it, but the person in the shot was not. A la what we're about to see right here. And well, that's a good-looking ham sandwich, too. That is a good-looking ham sandwich. Now, the hand on the ham sandwich, however... And a bottle of Coke and Miracle Whip? That's mm-hmm. a fucking... Also, can't go wrong with news exposition. Oh. Genuinely terrifying. That is a good shot. He is right fucking there. And he bypasses them. And see, that's... The, yeah, and that's the kind of... That's even more scary. The fact that now he's on a mission, and the fact that in a situation like that where you... You never know when there's a Michael Myers right behind you, and they don't even know until they already have blood. Fortunately, he was ben- it's some sort of mercy or like, you know, what? I got bigger fish to fry or maybe because they're old. No sport. And that's just it. I'm wondering when much like the Terminator, when you ask him a question, it's like, you know, no, yes, fuck you, fuck you, asshole. With Michael Myers of the shape, when he looks at someone, is it's, you know, yes, maybe. Eh. Mm. Is it worth the stock or? Because technically, as we saw in the first, because, listen, if you're going in, you're seeing this in the theater for the first time, you remember he went after the babysitters. Yeah. And here we get a teen. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe she's going after teens. So, exactly. It's his M.O. Maybe he's going back to what he's comfortable with here. Because even in the new one, he, he killed only out of necessity and teens. Yeah. <laughs> well, it should be noted as well that uh, John Carpenter himself didn't return and Nick Castle... Did not return as the shape either. Uh, a la Nick Castle, we get Dick Warlock. My nickname in high school. Dick. That's <laughs> awful. That's <laughs> awful. My apologies. Now, this actually, that shot right there, very similar to the one with Beedle Annie Beedle. in the background. We're almost getting like a retelling from Michael Myers' point of view of the first one, where he's like, instead of him hiding in the shadows, we're like him hiding in the shadows. Well, you know, technically at the end of the first film, what do we see? is we see all the shots that he was at. Maybe this is actually part of that where he's, no, this is like he's just backtracking, making his way through. And ladies and gentlemen, this is how we got a lot of information. You had to pay attention to movies back in the day. And the radio. Except, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the internet. Exactly. If you didn't know it then, you ain't going to know it. No. And now, again, good, nice little imagery there with the shape in the background. This is the stuff that stays with me from this film. And... Even now, revisiting this, when's the last time you watched this, Genius? Oh, it's been maybe about 10 years. It's been... It's been a minute. 
easily 15 years, I think, for me as well. And it's weird because I don't know if I've seen this as more possibly than the original, but I've seen this back in the day quite a few times. Back in the day, I would say I've seen this more than the original, but as many times as we've seen the original as of because recently, of recent. then no. But now, Do you think it was because this was on TV more often? A lot. A lot. Because they... Well, and it's weird. The rare jump, literal jump scare of the shape right there now... He is a little bit more active, which begs the question, do you think that's the precursor to, to him? him? the one-arm pull-ups and shit? Yeah, dude. You got to start somewhere. It's all about them games. It was Halloween, too, when I realized I needed to work on my core a little bit more. November 1st is leg day, but today is all upper body strength. <laughs> you, to, be, to be in shape, you, you have, have to, to be in shape. To be the shape, you have to be in shape. There body we go. by the shape. <laughs> and and it's just it's October all, thirty minute workout, <laughs> and it's all nonverbal. Just he's giving you that look. Oh, when he's happy, he gives you the glance, the sideway glance. Right. But instead of the one and the two, you hear. Now this is the first appearance of number one, Leo Rossi and Lance Guest as our ambulance attendants, <laughs> because uh, Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise had the day off, which is amazing. The fact that. In our minds, anytime you throw in an ambulance, we do go cannonball. Mm-hmm. Anytime you throw in some first-person uh, a- uh, siren, gun. exactly. We've got this weird Pavlovian response, which begs the question: What happens though when to uh, continue the con on the cannonball run? They have to go to Haddonfield. They, like it's 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 absolutely a necessity because they're going through. Eventually, they save so gonna, much time. Yeah, like. Come on, JJ, let's just take a the Lutan and feel. <laughs> it only hurts when he stabs. <laughs> and then here comes Dr. Loomis. Who knows a probe six times? <laughs> Captain Chaos comes in and saves the day. Save the day. Dun, dun, ta- dun. Dun. Now, now again, uh, speaking of, <laughs> he knocks him into the well. No. Um, <laughs> Fool. <laughs> but here's the thing. Another thing about ambulance drivers. They're either filthy or eating something, just this like mortuary true. attendants. This is very true. Anytime well, you're dealing with guts and viscera, you have to be eating or you have to be a pervert. There you go. And let me tell you something. In terms of the pervert quotient, Leo Rossi's bud, has a, he's an Alzheimer. <laughs> bud and Axel, I think, are a mist. Uh, buddy, yeah, I don't even want to look at the screen right now. Right now, I don't it's just address a this. one small throwaway thing. I don't want to address what? it. I'm thinking this might even be what his uh, John Carpenter's original like sequel was going to be. You know, his tales, Halloween trick or treating. But that is fucked up. And you know what? Here's the thing. Here, after this movie, everybody thought that really happened. There has never been a case like that. But that was some gnarly shit. I. Uh, what are you talking about, genius? Right? I, I don't know what the you're talking about. The, you know what, the razor blade. The razor blade. The that is this is actually a case of an urban legend being created by a movie and people backtracking thinking it was real. There was never a story about this ever, even a news blurb, until this movie happened. And then the floodgates opened and now we have to x-ray our trick-or-treat candy and shit. Do you remember who they blamed on as well? Satanists. It was. Oh, I thought it was hippies. Or is that the same thing? I this, can't remember. The Satanists and devil worshippers were putting this, razor blades in. This was this was uh, Reagan's uh, 80s, so mm-hmm. probably the same thing there. Now, at this point, it should be pointed out that, of course, Jamie Lee Curtis does return, which was nice. Mm-hmm. 
but her original hair, unfortunately, doesn't return. I like this hair. I think you like the wig? I like the wig. Even as a young kid, I remember seeing I, it. I remember seeing it being weird, but at the same time, oh, don't oh, look, Greg, don't uh, look, don't I look, I did, I did. Don't look. Oh, man, look, I, he, he spilled his Capri Sun all over the place. I looked in the trap, genius. See, that's what happens to pirates. They, he was oh. just like a pirate. They walk the plank and they eat apples with razor blades in him. Yar! <laughs> Yarch. That, that's painful. That is very painful. Um, Lance Guest, a youthful Lance Guest in this movie as the other attendant. Hold on, he's your probe. Now, is it appropriate that when you're in a small town hospital like Haddonfield, that the, uh, the, the doctor on attending, especially overnight, is probably drunk? Is that is that like on your bingo card for yeah. for scary hospitals? Uh huh. And the, he's drunk, and he looks like he does experiments in the basement. He, oh no! Do you the void doctor? It, there, yes. And that's the other thing as well. It's the cult of thorns. Do you think this is if now? Of course, if they were truly forward thinking. Again, when John Carpenter and Deborah Hill put the script to this together. I, I, you know, a lot of, and listen, we both love this movie. I adore the movie. I love the franchise, but a lot of people say their, their hearts weren't into it because they felt like there was nothing more to explore. Like technically let the shape go and mm-hmm. just be scary. There's nothing more to say about this. And we get the twist. Yeah. Of course. And that twist kind of shapes the remainder of the fran. Well, after part three, of course. Right. It's it's but, an interesting twist, but we'll get, but this. So, let go back to the original Halloween, and there's a small line, and it's a throwaway line to mm-hmm. most people, but there's a particular individual that the night of Halloween was a good night because Ben Tramer found out from a call by Annie Brackett that uh that Lori was uh, interested in going to the dance, and he was interested in her. Yeah. And that's always back in high school. That was fucking rad. You know, he was riding a high, especially on Halloween. Hells yeah. He's got a cool costume picked out. He's going to go trick or treating with his friends. Genius. I understand that William Shatner mask. If you have that, you are you are not only the coolest guy out on the Halloween circuit. Good things are going to happen to you. You're a Trekkie, man. Fucking you got that. You got that Kirk going on. You know, he was going he, he to, live to live long, long and, and prosper. prosper. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's what he's trying. And he just knows he's like, man, because Lori's cute. And you know what? Lori is cute. He appreciated Lori back in the day because remember, yeah. she was always portrayed as the bookie type, the smart type. But unfortunately, see, it turns Ben Tramer's all just having a good time. But you know what? It should be noted. Ben Tramer even has that just relaxed walk but now. So I don't know if Michael Myers would have a trick or treat bag. No, he would not, but unfortunately... Get back! Get back, you kids! I'm gonna kill some motherfuckers! Loomis is so ready, so quick on the draw. It is unreal. And, and of course, Michael Bay, even Michael Myers... Tramer is like, hell no? Bit. Yeah, and then, like, fucking even the sheriff's like, don't, dude, don't. He's like, oh, and... God damn. Hit by a car and then into another car and then exploded Boom, set a blaze, and the Shatner mask is just... Dude, that wasn't a Shatner. That was a red shirt. I feel so bad. And, like, he came out of nowhere, and then... I warned him six times. He wanted to shoot the fuck out of an innocent person. He was ready. I don't know! It is unreal, and now... We just talked about how wonderful (laughs) Ben Tramer was feeling. All that's gone. He... 
Before he had a warm, roasty feeling inside. Now he has a warm, roasty feeling outside. And I feel bad. It is so horrible. Now, again, a footnote in the original and technically kind of a footnote, footnote here. here. Just to show the fact that Loomis has gone crazy. But at the same time, this is like the Kittner kid. Oh, it's it's one of those little side notes that people <laughs> like us, we embrace and we love because. Oh, and then here comes the poor aftermath of the oh poor kid. Hey, you know, again. But he'll be fine. They'll play some games and he'll be okay. Of course. Three people dead and now four. One of them local Ben Tramer. But now Loomis technically is directly responsible for the death of Ben Tramer. Now, who do the Tramer family go after first? The city of Haddonfield? Do they go after Loomis? Do they go after, you know, the hospital he worked at? No, they go after the city of Haddonfield and the sheriff's department because he is deputized. Oh, no. Oh, no. Loomis has been deputized by the sheriff. Brackett's having a hell of a night. Brackett is fucked up. He already lost Annie, and now he's going to lose his job. I got suspended six times. <laughs> it's it's kind of a shame. Now, we also, because, because now uh, Ben Tramer has been not put on ice, but uh, <laughs> on the back burner. So Lance Guest is like, so uh, looks like you're available for the dance tomorrow night. I'm not saying that there's been a long con that uh, he was the one that actually suggested the the Shatner mask for him. It's like, hey, man, uh, I'm just saying a lot of people are wearing this. It's Shatner's hot right now, man. You know what? If anybody gives you grief, he'll beat me up. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Again, yeah, dude, you're never a red shirt. You're the captain, my friend. I always liked this nurse. Actually, I, I grew to really love the staff at Haddonfield yeah. Hospital. Yeah. Some um, of them care. Some of them don't give a fuck, but some of them care. Well, this is... Um, and. We've talked about it before uh, that one of my fears growing up, and it's maybe just kind of a um, just a primordial fear, but is being somewhere at night where it's dark and you're technically normally not supposed to be there, a la a school. Yeah. Um, class of 1984 always kind of freaked me out. Um, Halloween 2 freaks me out because there's so many darkened hallways in Haddonfield Hospital. And I fucking hate hospitals in the first place, man. Well, well, generally, unfortunately, if you're in a hospital... It's not good. No, it is not. (laughs) It's not good. It's not like you won a million dollars, go pick it up at the hospital. More like you were about to lose a million dollars and possibly some organs. Go pick them up at the hospital. It's not good. It's not good. And first of all... Okay, Dana Carvey cameo right there, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, shit. From the Great White North... Could it be the shape? <laughs> oh, Am I goodness. not Michael Myersy enough for the cult of thorns? <laughs> <laughs> shapey, shapey, shapey. <laughs> now uh, listen. Oh, and you know what? I forgot. Uh, Miss Anya Stanley was also quoted quite nicely in that article with us. Speaking of people that adore the curse of the thorn, there are dozens of them. Dozens. <laughs> No, I do love me a little producer's cut of part six. Now, we mentioned before, um, it wasn't until I think last year we both realized that Annie technically had her throat slit. Uh-huh. How many times have we watched this that and we then still... And then not even put two and two together. It's quite evident that that's what happens. And I think what's really crazy with this <clears throat> is the fact that they did technically have to repopulate the characters from the teenagers to the hospital staff. But right after this, they he, do a good job of like continuing the story of what it is. It's and they, it's like they've done their research. Yeah. Well, well like I, I mean, of course. I mean, it's it's produced by Carpenter, but at the same time, like it seems like this one, 
the Loomis side and all that, well, all the characters, it's like with with, with actual respect and care. Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna do a put a sequel in the in the eighties with a horror film, what are what are a number of things that you would like to see in a sequel in a horror film in the eighties? Genius. Oh, I want to see. I want to see a lot of blood and guts oh, and gore. Okay, so you want to see some gore. Okay. Uh-huh. Now, technically, I'll say, hey, we already saw a little bit more gore yeah. from that first jump scare, like literal shaped jump scare. And then Ben Tramer. And, <laughs> that That's some sickening gore, man. That's some oh. gore. Plus, the, not, even, not even Michael Myers gore. You yourself could not look at that pirate. No, I, oh, I, I, I refuse. What pirate? Yeah, exactly. So, what, what like, are you talking about? So, gore. So, okay. So, we've already seen that technically. Mm-hmm. Okay, check. What else? What else? Well, eighties to last year. You're gonna want nudity. I mean, duh. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That didn't come out as creepy. I like that. That yeah. was good. That was good. Yeah, <laughs> I casual tried. nudity. You know. <laughs> well, so far, just we'll wait on that yeah, one. We'll wait on that. We'll, we'll, we'll say, say. But I like a good continuation of the story. Yeah. Me personally, I don't know. A lot of people like uh, but I think a good one versus one that's just sloppy. Yeah. Adds a lot of like nuance to it now i'm not saying this is like elevated horror by any means whatsoever but for with a whole like introduction of new characters bringing in old ones too Mm -hmm. it works very well and though this is almost gives you the feel when uh laurie and the her friends annie and all them are walking down the street Mm -hmm. on the sidewalk now and it makes sense that it's at night because it's still continuation continuation of the day and, you know, this is still a 12, 24-hour period. Oh, and of course, and again, how many people are now just because via the news are discovering the atrocities that happened not an hour ago? Yeah. And speaking of continuation, we actually provided a commentary track for the original Halloween. And I think we even mentioned that one of the things we loved about the sequel is it is a continuation mm-hmm. of everything. Now, you want to talk about a callback to some of our favorite things here. And this is when I'm always excited to throw a reference to a shunting in. Uh, but do you know who is wearing that ridiculous thing? Hold on. Wait for it. Uh, we are talking about. Uh, there it is. Now, I don't know if this is a. No, technically, this did come before Sleepaway Camp, but uh, he doesn't technically have something. But if you want to take that ridiculous thing off, do you know whose kid that is, genius? Who? That is uh, Dick Warlock's kid, Billy Warlock. Billy Warlock from Society. No way. Yes. That was Billy Warlock? Yes. Ass face. And a butthead. <laughs> He's a butthead. Butthead. So, yeah, we know. So, technically, if the shapes, we know that's why he keeps the mask on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, shunting gone wrong. <laughs> it was the, oh, man, the shunting that went wrong. Right. Now, nowadays... <laughs> Nobody bats an eye there's Michael Myers, but still nobody's batting an eye now. That's an odd costume, even for Ben Tramer standards. Well, and technically what's we technically well, I'm already hearing it, um, that he did have overalls on, like that was a matching thing, because Michael Myers the shape, and this is where really they start calling him Michael Myers more. Again, he's only addressed as the shape in the original, but he did that piecemeal. He found the overalls first, yeah, and then found the mask. So it begs the question: How did Tramer put that costume together? Again, I'm thinking he was set up somehow, somehow or another. <laughs> the cult of Thorns used him as a patsy. Maybe that, Lance Guest is a member. That's where that magic bullet came from as well. There we go. This is where you could fold in the Illuminati in the same way they tried. You, 
the Texas Chainsaw and the Next Generation. The Next Generation, where Bubba, where he was a Illuminati member. It is so weird. Yeah. It is so weird that that occurs. But while the world, has, while Texas has the Illuminati, Haddonfield has the Cult of Thorns, but not yet. Now, at this point, would you have liked the uh, shape's head to pop out of there and, you know, just welcome to primetime? But he doesn't say anything. Mm. He's just like, mm. oh. Subtitles. <laughs> or. Here it comes. Okay, so Leo Rossi, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> great character actor, stage actor, um, but smoke a dope and while on shift as ambulance driver. Which, and listen, uh, granted, back in the day, you could smoke in a lot of places, but it was usually resigned to cigarette smoking, <laughs> and Leo Rossi himself, um, no stranger to sequels, uh, that actually are continuations he's the crazy madman in maniac cop 2 <laughs> and just add a big old bushy beard on him yeah and it's this and it's the same <laughs> character but bud in this movie is such a callback to the, the axel character from the, like friday four filthy pervert or eating sandwiches and no mort mortuary assistants eat sandwiches ambulance drivers are perverts that's right because in friday five the one that comes out, he's the one doing the tongue flicking, mm -hmm. all those horrible, horrible, nasty little things. But I think there's something about almost like the minimal nature of uh, Haddonfield Hospital. It's not overcrowded. Yeah. Granted, of course, it's night, which I understand. And we've established it's a small town, which begs the question. This made me afraid of hospitals at night. It made me afraid of darkened places, like mm -hmm. I said. And Cobra is another movie like Cobra this. Cobra is another great hospital horror. Um, but I like how right now she's talking about, you know, Julie saw Michael Myers the other day behind at the mall. I like the way how, like, this is just reactionary. Nobody knows what the fuck is really happening, but everybody has that friend who saw that at, you know, he was standing in a cornfield. And that also really disturbed me as well because when, and you've seen me when I travel a long distance. A lot of the times, I'll just stare out a window. You know what's going on in my head? Is, in the pit of my mind, I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna see the shape just walking through or a something field. Terrible, like yo, no, it's Jeepers Creepers, or that scarecrow just jumps yes. down or something. Yes, and or and a murder barn. How many murder barns did we count? Like murder barn, murder barn. Keep going. Keep oh, on going. Amazing grace, come sit on my face. Don't make me cry. I need your pie. So when I was young. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Tell us. Let's let's go back in history here. Let's do a little. Uh, so when I was one uh, young, I was maybe about seven, eight, something like that. Um, on like Channel 5 or something, they had Halloween 1 and 2 back to back. Right. And uh, they somehow left that song in that amazing grace come sit on my face right i i thought it was a, a funny song and so i'm walking around the house singing amazing grace come sit on my face don't make me cry give me some of your pie right where did you see that tv don't sing that song why i'm singing about because i'm thinking <laughs> like come sit on my face it's like nana nana boo boo right and i like pie i want some pie i didn't know there was like that kind of pie and so <laughs> you would not learn that until a few years later in revenge of the nerds correct or, or midsomar and so like <laughs> it haunts you to this day my friend 
that is ridiculous and funny and explains so much <laughs> because sure as a kid it's just fun yeah you're singing like playground songs you, didn't, you don't know it's about cunnilingus the first curse word i ever said was the f word but i sang it in the tune of the love boat so i went the fuck boats and i was like oh I, I just said the F word. I think mine was like, I'll be damned. Because that's what I thought they were singing. I'll be damned. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. I've got an entire laundry list of uh, things that I went wrong with that. Classic nurse nursing. Um, the young one versus the one that like is like down to business because even like you look, but she's a hundred percent right. You're fucking late. You're you're getting high on the, the, the you're supposed to take care of the babies. Meanwhile, you're gonna go sit on somebody's face in a fucking sauna. And we get another instance now, Michael. The do we address him as Michael Myers or the Shape? He's the Shape. Okay. He's not. He's not oh, well. Michael Myers until the return of Michael Myers. Well, until the return, that's true. When they officially say, hey, guys. Hey, it's Michael Myers. He's back. Yep. Uh, he's not the, the man ma- behind the mask. Multiple mask, as it is. <laughs> um, None of them that good except one. Well, and this is what's kind of cool, the fact that the entire time you think about in the original Halloween Lori has no idea who this is. No. It's just some random some crazy person. Random attack. And so when she finds that connection, like, and of course she knows the Myers residence. Of everyone knows that story. Well, now they knows that it's an escape lunatic because she doesn't even like know that the, what's going on. Spoilers for Halloween too. And if you're watching this movie, oh for goodness, the first time, yeah, you're doing it wrong. So anyway, fuck it. She doesn't know that he's the brother. No, of course not. And still just some escape loony. I mean, imagine that one. Like one, you find out that. You have been attacked by an escape mental patient. That's already traumatizing. Absolutely. And then two, when you find out that escape mental patient was your long lost brother, whammo. I know, right? No whammies, no whammies. Fuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's a little rough. Uh, just, again, and also the wig. And uh, what's bizarre though is the fact that we go from Laurie Strode being such an an active take charge character in the first film to limping and laying her way through this film being bedridden basically which and again i understand given the brutality and everything that she it's it's realistic actually it makes it's very for a slasher this is pretty realistic i mean it deals with the repercussions of what's happening it's like if you just gone through the shit and you're being sedated you're not going to get up and like start wanting to fucking fight somebody not at all especially if you just been stitched up i mean for all intents and purposes she's been like field dressed yeah and so like well and i guess i guess i don't think people wanted that i don't and of course every what is everyone like in um i can't remember which i think it was prometheus which the less we speak of it the better but yeah the C, that horrible c-section right scene and of course she's right up afterwards and dealing and everyone's like oh look at that that's horrible here it's like no she's been through some she's stuff been so the she's fucking ringer and she's behind there and for all intents and purposes that's a good nurse she's taking care of Lori, making sure she's okay and everything is great and actually cares about her because yeah when you realize that you are the only survivor of this terrible massacre that's still going on well and you're going to be treated with a little bit more reverence you know and, and of course and i'm like hey no big deal the phones it's all good it happens small town hospital you know how it is laurie typical government fuck up well um dick warlock as the shape uh, very much a different now i let me ask you this bumbling is, security guard horror trope yes <laughs> well and even his demise is very similar 
to the cop in Friday uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Two. Security guards and cops are the most disposable things in horror, especially bumbling security guards and bumbling cops. They need to have the the red shirt like outfits on. Those are the poor Ben Tramer. He do you like, th- do you think it was like a, an apprentice or an internship? He was a security guard. He was a security. He was yeah. the hall monitor class, and that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the security guard in fucking um, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, that gets the axe in the back of that dome. Yes. But this one is a good one, too, because I don't know why hammers aren't used more often in horror. It's a very practical, you know, weapon. It is a very it, practical you, weapon. You not only can you kill with it, but you can uh, fix things with it. Seriously, um, hammers and crowbars are the most effective tools in a zombie apocalypse you, because you, they're effective and they're... And they're um, uh, uh, reusable essential and um practical again you have to think of functionality with these things um one thing i will say within this scene in particular fucking raccoon jump scares there are multiple jump scares throughout this entire scene which we are we already see one with literal michael myers the shape jump scare and there are multiple ones in this one which (sighs) that one was very effective to me because like well especially for you i hate fucking critters i mean like it goes to a very, very simple principle for genius. Yeah, scurry is scurry scary. Is scary. I'm telling you, man. Fucking like raccoons are cute and shit, but I wouldn't want jumping at me out of a dumpster. First of all, I wouldn't be poking my head in a dumpster. <laughs> we call the big one slashy over yeah. there. Well, the, well, and the, the, like I said, this this particular scene, I don't want to say it drags, but it extends itself quite a bit. And there's there's actually a few scenes that do come up in this movie that padded. Uh, not no, actually, well, yeah, there are a few that are padded, but there's a few of them that I think owe an allegiance to some Italian cinema. Um, in fact, spoiler: Lance Gantz's character, it's not his demise, uh, but the shot of him overhead with the blood on the floor, it's beautiful. Yes, it is beautiful. Yes, it is. And also, there's some near eye trauma that's coming up. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I could see a little bit of Jello influence because you know what? We have seen a lot of POV killer shots. You know, we haven't seen a lot of like, yeah, he's not wearing black gloves, but he's wearing a white mask. So it's American again. We're going to mess it up somehow. American Jello. Yeah. And it's more sugary. It, it's it got a little bit more uh, charge, so it's, it's going to pump you up. Pumpkin spice. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I you know I I I I I'm pretty sure I'm a white guy, but I don't like pumpkin uh, spice or pumpkin flavoring. So me neither. So am I truly a white guy? Well, I'm not a white guy. I just don't like pumpkin. It's just not my thing. It's not I like my pumpkin thing. seeds though. Interesting. So, okay. but I don't like pumpkin. I mean, I, I'll eat pumpkin pie. Give me some of your pie. <laughs> we know as a kid you did. Oh, I just loved again. Out of context, as a kid, you just don't know. Right. And if you're hearing it through the 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 public television that should be edited for content you should be good yeah exactly well we've also if they can say it on friday night fright and then they can say it <laughs> on uh well and i'm also i guess friday, just a friday. shout out to dean cundy for lighting the way he did very specifically to establish the dread mm-hmm. and i don't think that Cundy gets enough credit. Oh, absolutely. Cundy doesn't get enough credit. Not only some of his establishing shots and his big panoramic things, but some of his up close and like lighting, what all that charo uh, scuro and stuff. Oh, it's really, really effective. And the I, again, the connective tissue between these, even though we don't have Carpenter, we have Rosenthal, it's Cundy that is the one that's really making it. And you know what? He. It's crazy the fact that he declined 
to shoot Poltergeist to shoot Halloween 2, which... Man, he's got some personal stock in that stuff. He did, he did. This is his baby, too, you know? Well, he felt a kind of an allegiance to Deborah Hill and John Carpenter, and I know we gave a lot of credit to Deborah Hill in our original Halloween commentary, but again... Again, yeah. The Well, and I think more people are realizing her contributions to not only the Halloween franchise, but... Horror in general. All the the genre films, yeah. The film industry in general. Now, the fact that she also worked with Cronenberg, uh, she worked with a number of filmmakers, and... As we've seen, you know, filmmaking is a collaboration and you just get the most talented people you can. And when you all are working well together, you get amazing work. And Mm -hmm. we've already talked a little bit about the fact that, oh, here we go. And I do believe we are now minus a security guard. With the claw part of the hammer. Which is also how the cop gets it in Friday the 13th Part 2. Almost exactly. Almost, I think, like the same gag. Which... Mm. I wonder if they have, did they have a uh, rivalry potentially or did they anything you can do? I can do better. No, you can't (laughs) or stop copying me. Possibly one of the, Oh, Oh man. Ben Tramer aftermath. (laughs) This is where I would have liked the Rosencrantz and Gildestern of the Tramer universe where we have the Tramer family come in they do have this have to do the horrible the horrible identification, but then you get this like great family drama, this courtroom battle right. of you know again Tramers versus the city of Haddonfield, and then that's when you get Loomis comes in as a side character, and you could actually make it like an entire like Netflix true. This could have been like one of those true crime podcasts. Yeah, coming up next, the Kittners, and then they have like the Kittners, the Tramers, the from Honeydew the Swamp, and then they have like all these different like. Random poor. <laughs> oh, that's so horrible, and or like you know the parents of uh, of uh, Roach. Oh yeah, oh, uh, yeah. They could. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like one day our kid was walking in the neighborhood, and the next day he's gone. We don't know where he was. Well, and then I guess I'll give a little shout out to my neighbors are dead podcast because they do bring in those side characters from the character uh, some of those movies in horror, and they're actually focusing on all Friday the Thirteenth characters. Look, that's another thing. A thing the town is now reacting, which is a lot. You don't. They're getting the angry mob ready. It's the old Myers house. We need some pitchforks and uh, torches. And but you don't see that a lot in continuations, even like with Friday too. Or it, it, it continuation, but there wasn't there wasn't anything about the aftermath until like about three or four or five. Well, and that's uh, a lot of people also forget is two, three, and four are all just one one weekend. Mm-hmm. But one other tribe had been murdered. They want vengeance. I like vengeance. I like the fact that the deputy is like, do you really need to hold on to that gun, Dr. Loomis? It could have taken a dark turn. He uh, Loomis could be like, all right, everybody, grab as much weapons as you can and we'll find them all. You know, and like he he's turns all, in to do like all of a sudden he's got a bat that says peacemaker on it with six notches. Right. And then they're like, oh, sheriff, you're not doing your job. Boo, boo, boo. Let's I'll, get him. Yeah. Like, we'll take over now, boys. You know, and then like. Loomis leads the insurrection of Haddonfield. <laughs> We're going to annex this. Anybody wearing any Star Trek merchandise, shoot him on sight. It turns tra- out he's pissed off at Star Trek. Yeah, it turns out he's just a uh, Luke. Uh, he's actually just a George Lucas fanboy gone wrong. No, no, no. He auditioned for Kirk and he didn't get it. So he's hating <laughs> so the side of Shatner. The- just, just. Sh- so I'm uh, going to be uh, on the set of this uh, new thing called TJ Hooker. <laughs> we'll see. Shatner, that hack, 
He can't act his way out of a paper bag. Overacts everything. Uh, I'm the Duke of New York. And like, <laughs> well, and that's what I love—the fact that you know Carpenter kind of has does have his cavalcade of character actors, and even when Carpenter isn't involved, if he just writes the script, we still get Donald Pleasance's Loomis <laughs> hamming it up. And here we get another recreation of the the darkest eyes. The devil's eyes. We get that statement again. His SS in Neapolis. Yes, and it's just, but in a 1981 version now, and we highlight different things, and it's wonderful. It's wonderful. It gets, if you didn't see the first one. Oh, no. no. We're worried about our friend Ben Tramer. He hasn't come home yet. He left the party at 10 o'clock. He was real drunk, stumbling around, wearing this real goofy mask. Well, it turned out he was really happy because he found out this really hot, you know, introvert girl named Lori was into him. Yeah. You know, it's... Oh, uh, well, we'll keep uh, our eyes out. <laughs> right now, when you need the deputy to just give him a look. Like, mm-hmm. mother, father, are you kidding me? Wah, wah. doodly All of a sudden, it plays that... The Caribbean 3, we're like, we haven't seen him. Do-do, the gang finds Ben Tramer. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. No, that's when actually Frank uh, moves in on Frank Tra- Ben Tramer's mom. It's like, I hear you're a grieving widow now. <laughs> oh, that Michael Myers character running around. We could all get killed every day. So how about you and me bang? We don't know how many, <laughs> how much longer we have left on this earth. Might as well get real weird with it. Speaking of getting weird, this only adds to the naughty nurse fetish. Because, like, that's a thing. And so, like, and I think it's, and I think it's. <laughs> naughty nurse thing. That's a thing. <laughs> that's a thing. I think this this adds to that. This adds that fuel to that fire. I, I guess so, technically, because as far as I can tell, that's just the way a nurse dressed back in 1981. However, though, as you mentioned, there are some elements here that definitely add to technically the naughtiness. And when you are, um, <laughs> when, when you're, uh, the Bud the Chud and the perverted uh, and the perverted ambulance driver, nothing good. Or tasteful will come of that. Well, we're about halfway through the film here, ladies and gentlemen, and we have only had two kills now. Yes. Yeah. So we're really yeah. tech. We're we're really kind of staying true to the original that we haven't had overkill. Yeah. And a, a slower pace. A lot good. of story development and character. And Alan Harworth's uh, kind of addition to what John Carpenter did with the score, like you said, is he kind of discoed it up, add a little bit more synth, and. I know a lot of people that actually prefer this version to the original. Where do you stand between the two? I don't prefer it to the original, but I think it just is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I really enjoy the original. The original is classic, but I also like a little bit of up-tempo, you know, like, but I also like the Friday 3 disco score. So, oh, yeah. No, of course. I mean. Well, I guess I should say that as different as the original uh, aesthetic gore is from the original to this one, so is kind of the original score to this mm-hmm. as well but it's an idea of carrying it into the 80s, or what we were enjoying at the 80s at the time. At least, like, the pumpkin of the jack-o'-lantern didn't have a flock of seagulls hair. A hair. <laughs> you, you, listen, I would have gone with that as well. Well, that hadn't reached Haddonfield yet. Not yet. Not yet. They were still where the, the suave guy could have a big old mullet, or in this case, Except well, actually. for that one guy who got really into, like, the glam rock stuff, and he, like, early nobody on. really talks to him. In town, weirdo. Get him. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, he gets called that other f bomb. It's because this is Haddonfield. I, I swear, it's probably Haddonfield in the '80s. You know, another time, another place. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to visit Tommy there. Tommy Jarvis got fucking fucked with, and he just. <laughs> oh my goodness! Naughty nurse, dirty ambulance driver. 
coming soon on Cinemax. Establishing empty scares Greg as a kid. Score in the background. That is some terrifying shit. It is. This movie, Halloween Two, it gets overlooked a lot, but I think there are again. I'm going to point them out here. Now again, little retcon. And then droplets of blood on a black floor, which is a cool, nice idea, like you said, the jello touch. Yeah. And this almost dreamlike has that jello feel to it. It does. There's a lot to love with Halloween, too, even though there are several um, uh, ways that it is ignored a lot. Uh, but poor Jamie Lee. You know what? This probably, no, I don't even want to say it was an easy paycheck because she's actually doing a lot of crawling and stuff at the end, especially at the end when that moment when she's... And I'll point it out when she's so terrified she can't speak. Mm-hmm. That for me is real. Oh, that bothers me to this day. That still gets to me. On hindsight, that is a bad wig. It It's really not a good wig. It's not a good wig. Now, you mentioned genius earlier. There were a couple things that you look for in an 80s sequel horror film. Mm-hmm. The gore and the, the gratuity. The gratuity. Well, my friend. See anything you like? Uh, yeah, Halloween 2 is going to raise the bar a little when it comes to the, to the gratuity. Now, I will say, a little bit of class right there. Uh-huh. It's almost um, a um, a church window. It's classy. It's a shower window. <laughs> and also that you get the towel. So even as a youngster, you're like, okay, okay, we'll see how it goes. Ooh, ribald. Now, as it turns out, that is not a good hot tub. In fact, the water in there apparently is freezing cold. Ooh. Which is a bummer, but you 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 suffer for the art. Yes, and there's your gratuity. And <laughs> what's kind of funny is this is another easy cut when it comes to television and what have you. What? Why are you giggling over there? Uh, uh, uh. No, this is add the gratuity. So you know what? Actually, technically, with this scene, you get the increase in gratuity. And kind of an increase in the gore, even but though... they're banging and it's supposed to be like a sterile therapeutic tub. Oh, it's not, it's not therapeutic anymore. That thing's a Petri dish Nor at this point. Nor sterile. It's, yeah. like, it's therapeutic, like sex therapy, but not like... No, there's there's an antibody in there somewhere because everything that Bud's carrying, uh, somehow or another, it'll counteract something Fucking out there. human stew. <laughs> and it's, well, this is the difference between a subtle boil and then the flashpoint. Right. I'm getting hot. Me too, baby. I was just waiting for Michael Myers to come up with like a chef's hat and start like putting in chopping up carrots. Well, that's when you could cue the uh, dinner music for a group of pack of hungry, uh, hungry cannibals. cannibals. Yeah. Fucking Raymond Scott. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so we should mention uh, we saw a little bit of a uh, Clint's Howard last night, and now we see a little bit of Leo's Rossi this today. So <laughs> not a bad weekend of uh, of a male nudity here in the house. Equal opportunity, uh, kind well, kind of, sort of. Although it was the, the the behind there. Now speaking of behind, look behind you, bud. And, and I like that silent kill. It is. It actually, it works really well in the shadow when we were talking about how it was classy in the back with the kind of the background, the, the church window there. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the kill. There are there's some good creative, really good shots in this movie. And that's a good shot right there with him just like. Well, it all, all go, credit goes to Dean Cundy for establishing 
and the fact that it's he's always blurry in the background, as in like he's not the focus. You're not nope. supposed to be. He's just sneaking up on you as he slowly comes into frame, like he's oh, until the final minute, and then you still don't see him. Well, he almost rised up like a centibite right there. Mm-hmm. Ooh, now this always disturbed me as a kid, and I guess technically it establishes uh, a, a precedence for part five when he actually pulls over so that girl can get some like some smokes and a beer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, I think the shape is more of a brunch guy. <laughs> Not so much into the breakfast. Ew. Yeah. Well, you know what? She just was kind of with Bud, so I think at she's prepared same time, for anything. At the same time, he's been fucking filthy and killing people. That has to have some sort of taste. You know what I'm saying? Like... It ta- uh, yeah, it's the shape of things. Now, uh, now it's the shape of water. Th- the shape of water, yes. And this is one of the better kills. This always freaked me out. Well, it's the re- it's the reveal, yeah, and the constant deterioration of every pull up. Her it gets face worse is peeling a little bit worse, worse and worse until the fact that it's just peeling off. That was gnarly. Oh, it's a it's a great it's an all timer. It's an all timer. And just shows you how creative my, and then there's the flop. Ew, ew, ew. Ugh. Up in the gore, but that's also not too terribly gratuitous. No. And granted, the nudity is a little bit gratuitous, but that's not something that's overly gory, but still a step up from the original, which mm-hmm. is what you kind of need with any kind of these sequels. Now, here is where we also get the introduction. Here's where it kind of gets off on the rails. Well, is this where we can really start to say the roots of Thorn? Uh, because we we get the Sawin or Sam Hain coming up and sister. Do you see there was a symbol instead of the signature? There's really? A signal, symbol over there? Mm-hmm. Nah. See? Oh. On the side of the house? Okay. Interesting. It's gibberish. Now, I know everyone says now technically it's Sawin, I believe, the correct pronunciation, but everyone pronounces it Sam Hain. I always said Sam Hain. Me too. There was the Glenn Danzig side, ba- side band called Sam Hain, but apparently it's Sawin. There was that cool monster off the Ghostbusters cartoon called Sam Hain, and he was like the spirit of Halloween and like did evil shit. Nice. I didn't recognize you. You didn't have a cigarette in your hand. <laughs> Did you ever get your car back? <laughs> you ever get back to the rabbit in red? <laughs> I've been there six times. Looking for each one. There, ah, there you are. Now I recognize you. <laughs> How you been, you salty? And, <laughs> and that might even be for the audience as well, just for you to remember. Now, in a in any other movie, would you would the would the guy in the background there be in uh fucking lurch <laughs> you rang <laughs> the creepy janitor now i like also the fact that they're like no this thing is like it's hit the wire like people realize this is a big mass murder spree yeah the national is coming out the government's gonna be stepping in <laughs> ah, sorry <laughs> better call the army well <coughs> now they're talking about tracing it back to the original hospital where loomis and all of them are from and spoiler alert, as we find out in part six, that is where the curse of the thorn comes from. Smith's Grove. <laughs> and even though I know they had no idea what there was going on, at least they are establishing ties back to that place. Mm-hmm. That is, that's where you know the shape came from. That's where he spent those fifteen years. 
A lot of people, some people, I don't know which people, complain about the walk of Dick Warlock in this. The walk? Uh-huh. Exactly. The walk? The walk of the shape. He's not doing fucking John Cleese walks down the hallway. What's... What, what, what? <laughs> I, I'm not going to say that would have taken me out of the film, but occasionally at least one little high step the there would have been. The shape of silly walks? The shape can, can, can. <laughs> saying them all, saying them all, right, right, right. <laughs> The knights that say, ding <laughs> Okay, another weird connection um, is Lance Guest, uh, featured here, uh, starred in The Last Starfighter, which, when's the last time you watched that, Genius? It's been a minute, but I really enjoyed that movie. I remember really enjoying it as well. Now that... It always freaked me out when he sneezed his nose off. Or, oh, or just when that replica comes down and then there's that scene of it turning into him. Yeah. That always disturbed me. Well, you know who directed that? Mm-mm. Nick Castle. Get the fuck out of town. So the original shape directed uh, Lance Guest, who is in Halloween 2, and the last Starfighter also features uh, Vernon Washington, who is our friend Josh Berwinger's favorite character in that movie, and also Friday the 13th Part 5 as the caretaker of Reggie the Reckless. <laughs> so there's always a weird... Kind of roundabout. Now, our candy stripers in this case are the stripes red on their outfit. Is the question? No, it does not. Okay, that is fair then. So they are those uh, blue candies. Those blue candy stripers. The blue mints that are actually like wintergreen and not quite peppermint. They sneak up on you and they're like, "Hey, wait a minute now." Now, this was always interesting to me that this was an off-screen kill, but we see the aftermath, and it was just of the random doctor and that's actually again a cool shot very very cool the way it's the lighting of the aquarium yes yes i love again it it has a very italian feel the the yellow in it right now and And then then there's the eye trauma yes it is partial eye trauma and then this shot here the reveal a la the original halloween very faint in the upper right hand corner wait for it wait there he is that is a cool shot too that is a cool scene and that's not and he goes Slide right back to the trauma. eye. That is hardcore eye trauma. That is inner core drama. Well, maybe, you know. Because the... he, he got that motherfucker in the lid, dude. There is no way he didn't hit the eye on that doctor. He got that fucker in the lid. Well, it turns out Smith's Grove has an extensive collection of Jallo films in Italian cinema. And that was a cool shot, too, where he did the head tilt, but with the whole aquarium look in the background, it gave it an interest, infinitely sinister. It. it... Anyone tells me that Halloween 2 is not as good as the original or not as good as the, uh, any of the sequels, I don't think they've watched it in a no, while. No, this is, this is It is, so even good. the yellow right there, that shade of yellow that's just kind of, it's not yellow, it's not green, it, it reminds me of the 70s actually, is what it feels like. It feels like it belongs in a motel. Well, the, it's probably not an updated hospital though. No, I mean, it's probably, the reason why it reminds you of the 70s is because like fucking Haddonfield is still the 70s. Theoretically, it's still 1978. This is very true. This is very true. The, what is it? Um, the 90s are alive in Portland. Well, the 70s are alive in Haddonfield. <laughs> you like shag carpet? Come on down. You like battling for gas prices? Come on down to Haddonfield. <laughs> now there's... Look at that. That is genuinely scary. The Fuck fact all that, that noise, Why dude. are there no lights going on in this hospital? Are I they know. Se- Turn I mean, on the goddamn lights, man. I know you... 
Fucking, you make hospital money. There, again, there was the gas crisis. Are they running this place on a generator? Like <laughs> They have to be. Fucking, they need to put some of the patients in the fucking I, hamster wheel, if that's the case. Are if they jump-starting a lot of the stuff back there? Is like, are the lights going to flicker when they turn on something else on the, the other side of the building? That's a cool shot of just him coming in there, the shadowy, creepy thing. Well, the fact that they had still the original mask from the first Halloween made a significant um, increase to the quality of the film because a lot of people will judge the quality of a Halloween film based on the, the mask, mask itself. And this one, yeah, it's still, it's got, a, it's got a few miles on it, but it makes sense. And here, finally, finally, we She's are out of bed. An, hour an hour into the movie. And she, Laurie Strode's out of bed. But like we said. She pulled a grandpa Joe. <laughs> well, she she had the refractory period at this point. Which, <laughs> again, as an older man, I totally understand. But why not turn on a light in the hallway? <laughs> right? Why, why are we walk the fucking dark hallways? I it just it it, ba- it boggles my mind. Why has she it's not spe- turned on a light right the light there? Now, especially when you see something's fucking wrong. Turn on the goddamn light. Now, listen. Of course, you're going. Well, guys, it's a movie. I know it's a movie, but these are things that bother me to this day. Nice little four shot of like wreck and a lot of the found footage films mm-hmm. coming up eventually. Dean Cundy was a little ahead of his time. And the music is just adds so much. The ding, ding, it's the same thing ding, from the original, but just ding. with that little edge. And that's what you need in 81. It establishes itself as a little bit different, but the right. same. Right. And I think that's why, well, and I like when you spruce up an old costume. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people consider this kind of a warm blanket for a lot of them because I know a lot of people like many people, you know, Halloween two was their first thing. They went to the original or Halloween four was their first thing. They backtracked and scared. Fuck all that, dude. Fuck all that noise. That is sinister. Now, here's your question is what happens when the shape runs into the night slasher from Cobra? They like. Did we just become best friends? Pig. (laughs) Yeah. Just turn. I think I like your style. (laughs) You're crazy. You don't talk much. I like you're crazy. Actually, if you like, I said, if you could have given me a buddy cop or buddy ambulance with with Bud and Axel. No, you know what? That's how Michael Myers is so fucking fit. He does that exercise down with them in the in the in the boiler room. Ding, 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 gains. Ding, 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 ding. You know, and that's the best part is, you know, it's Had like. Field gun show. Normally not an axe man myself. I usually stick to the, you know, the, the knives. But, you know, when I'm cross training, I like to, you know, make it diverse. Switch it up a bit. I like the cut of your jib, pig. <laughs> ding, ding. Oh, Lord have mercy. Please, <laughs> if you have not seen the film, the Sylvester Stallone movie Cobra, do yourself a favor uh, horror adjacent and contains some scary darkened Halloween. Yeah, scenes. if you like Halloween two hospital horror, oh my goodness, there's a fucking great hospital horror siege. It's really, really, really good. Uh, now it should be noted that Rick Rosenthal also directed um, a film from 1983 called Bad Boys. Do you remember? It's with uh, Sean Penn. Where he is uh, in a uh, juvenile delinquency place. Uh-uh. Oh, it's a it's a classic. But this is not Rick Rosenthal's only ties to the Halloween franchise. He also directed Halloween Resurrection. Oh. And I saw that in the theater. <laughs> and I remember oh. enjoying it. 
but it was at that point that trick or treat motherfucker yes it's and why i always question do we still need no the Halloween movies doing yes, actually, because fucking the 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 Halloween twenty eighteen was dope as shit. Yeah, but also Halloween twenty eighteen looks at this film and says, "No, you don't exist." So I know I, I I don't know I don't know I I think there's still some cool stories that can be told. Um, not many more, but like, and that's just it. You know, the stories technically tie at this point to the Strodes. You know, the shape at this point is merely something existing and strolling in the background like a shark Mm -hmm. which is basically what he is because he's just constantly moving and a doll's eyes (laughs) land shark candy gram for Rory (laughs) but I actually I'd forgotten the use of the camera in camera shots of this one again it's been probably 15 years since I've sat down and watched this even unedited you know what's even more embarrassing is the fact that I watched the making of on the scream factor the shot factory disc before I ever watched the the actual movie itself. <laughs> That's what a fiend I am for all those special features. It should be noted also, her death it's is fucked up. It's great, and it's kind of a callback to Black Christmas in terms of the, the shoe dropping. Because mm-hmm. you think of what happens to Mrs. Mack in that movie. Yeah, poor Mrs. Mack. Yeah, well, at least she had, you know she went out high on hooch. But it also got a callback to the otherworldly strength that he shows in part one. Yeah, no, oh, no, and... <laughs> and also technically and a precursor to the one arm pull up, which I know that one always it irks me. <laughs> well, and it's just it's so weird. It is just so weird. But it had to adapt because that was coming out in the 90s and all the kids were doing what they parkour. It turns out, no, it actually no, turns out they were big fans of um, Jack Palance and his one armed push ups. I'm so sorry. That never gets old. It's and there's probably a certain subset of you out there that have no idea what we're talking about. But yes, well, actually, actually, go back to um, Alone in the Dark for a good Jack Palance flick. Oh, for all you sick fucks out there, (laughs) (laughs) chop, chop, chop up, chop up, (laughs) chop up your workouts. (laughs) Well, also, I'd like to think that uh, Axel and Bud would be a. Uh, whatever they would make sure to line up their schedules to watch those six a.m. thirty minute workout oh, yeah. shows or whatever. Oh, yeah. Watch they would be watching them back to back. Now this is one of the shots coming up here: the slip and fall, which is a classic spoof here. That again, if you throw maybe um, yakety sax under here, <laughs> it would play a little bit differently. But, but the whole again the fact that he's drained her blood. And strangled her. He yeah. strangled her and exsanguinated her. Ooh, technical term. I like that. That's nuts. He switches up his style a lot in this movie. I mean, he's not just a slashy slashy. He's been he's drowned somebody, exsanguinate, boom. Ex- oh. And this shot right, wait for it, there. It and, looks like murder-suicide. Right? And it looks also something, again, out of a, a Jallo film that you would see from the 70s and the 80s. This is I this this movie is very underrated in the horror community, even by Halloween fans. And you know what? I don't know. I, I'm going to... I think it's better than the Rob Zombie remakes. I Listen. It's different films, and I've never been the biggest fan, but I appreciate Rob Zombie. But on a technical, a technical term, on like just like camera shots and story establishment i think this is a very very solid 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 entry 
And again, just as a continuation of the original story, but updating it with a little bit more 80s panache, it works for me. Uh, oh, the shape is sinister. He's making sure no one gets out. Or, or is it one of? Was it? Was it Lonnie? Lonnie. <laughs> Lonnie. That's actually their their shenanigans have escalated. Mm-hmm. It went on the prankery. <laughs> Everyone nope. when no one's getting out alive. I'm telling you, this is the void hospital. The void. And <laughs> thank, okay, so. That leads me to believe, then, is that doctor down in the basement, is he summoning the shape at this point? Is the shape, like, coming as a way to continue whatever he's trying to... Yeah, dude, to... this is the Cult of Thorn Annex. Even though everything happened in Smith Grove, they knew that shit happened in Haddonfield, too. That's, so, like, That's where the connective tissue is? Exactly. This is It's the Annex. Actually, I would watch that film, and if you haven't seen The Void, it's taking all of your favorite John Carpenter films... Um, Throwing them into one. Yes, and then and added Dosha Hellraiser. It's <laughs> a little scotch of it. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I recently watched uh, Exorcist 3 for the first time. I've seen that. and It's fucking great, isn't it? I did not realize it's a, it's a small sliver of gore, but at the very end with the priest, when he peels off of the ceiling with like the brain and everything, and also that the priest, I didn't realize, is Merlin from Excalibur. Yes, which I'm going to be recording a thing on the Exorcist Three because I had quite a journey with that, uh, and also just any. I w- oh, now here it is. This is such a wonderful escalated kill, and well, number one with the the, the blurry vision. She's still all hepped up on goofballs, so she doesn't necessarily know if the appearance of is real or not. Yes, because she still has PTSD. Mm-hmm. Rawr. And not only is he super strong, but the so is that blade. The the, the, in, the the integrity of that scalpel <laughs> good. has to be par none. And that that little callback there to the 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 the, the shoes falling is great. But no, agreed, agreed. Whoever is their scalpel person, they're all right. That is some hardcore. You know what? I bet that can go through a tin uh, a, a, a tin can and a tomato and a nurse exactly, Ginsu. and then sliced bread. That's right. <laughs> Ginsu scalpels. <laughs> Good enough for the shape. Good enough, good for, enough you. for you. The shape of your. The, it cuts right through a shape. The shape of cutlery. The shape of cutlery. <laughs> Actually, would I, would the shape be a good spokesman or a bad one? Because he, he doesn't speak so bad. It, <laughs> I mean, he's just. It's the it's the nonverbals and the pressuring. Uh, he just he, he's giving. He stares at you until you take a sample. And this was shot right here as well. And that mask looks so dirty right there. It's been through hell. Well, and we also get kind of a little bit of the geography of the hospital, but uh, we are now an hour and ten minutes. We have roughly just about, about 20, twenty minutes, minutes left of the movie. This is where, for me, it always dragged a little, even though we're traditionally now seeing the, the reveal reveals. Of- which we got in the first one, which for poor Lori, she was like, this is How the weirdest thing people have she's got to run into. She's probably numb to it. Well, and think about the fact that now she, this is the first time she's seen this guy that's like, oh, this is the guy from that would butchered his family. Now he butchered my friends. He's still after me. What oh, the yeah, hell is he's going my brother. on? Doesn't know that quite yet, does she? She has the, that flashbacks and she's put two she's, and two. Okay, the two and two together. Ooh, that wig. And actually, that's he just, no, let me take that off for you, please. Let me help you out. You look terrible. This is your brother. I'm going to do you a solid. I understand there's a Ben Tramer date you got lined up. Let me uh, <laughs> let me help you out here. I promise. You want to look hot for him, right? Oh. He's going to be hot for you. Oh. 
<laughs> Again, hadn't the Tramers versus Haddonfield, Tramer versus Loomis, Tramer versus um, like Kittner versus Amy. They need a support yes. group. They, like they need to have like the horror support group. That's where you could probably put together either some cool fiction or a little short film and that kind of an idea of that support group of those people to come together. Um, and actually, even though Halloween 2018 does ignore this, it doesn't ignore the effects of the trauma. Absolutely. That, and even um, H2O addresses it as well. You know, if you take out the brother aspect of it, this could theoretically be a canon for part two. I mean, the only thing that it really ignores is besides that, that she went in the hospital they they didn't even specify that he didn't go on he did not go on a rampage in the hospital right you know i mean take they away the brother said, aspect of this still would fit whoever got him at the, end. the massacre of the night yep you know no i agree i agree but i also understand getting rid of that eliminates that connection mm-hmm. which a lot of people did have issues with and I, for me it never bothered me me neither but I really do like the idea of the original that it is random and that there is no it doesn't matter the family. It's just whenever you you just happen to be in the wrong place, wrong time, mm-hmm. he's going to follow you. The God, the darkness of this movie just <laughs> it, it, it's, just, it's so overwhelming. It's so intense. It's it's kind of crazy. Um, it's a very dark movie. It really is. It really is. Uh, what am I looking? That's pretty smart, though, hiding in the car like that. She, she, there's a reason that she, she survived. Yeah, that's <laughs> even now realizing that number one, I'm out of the hospital. Good. I've separated myself. I've got you know some some distance between me, and then God blessed Lance Guest showing up here. <laughs> well, even like the establishing shots like that, where you're waiting, and then this is a nice little bit coming up sorry i know we, we do normally don't focus on the the, the silence yeah but at the same time it's been a while since i've watched this and maybe that's why it's the, the drowning on not the drowning on but oh now is this where we they're going to be driving him away finally yes where they're going back to the hospital like no. all right we got to put you back in there loomis you play doctor long enough well and again this is where you want to talk about if you need any more examples of loomis becoming unhinged the fact that he pulls a gun on a cop, he fires a shot, a warning shot out the window on this cop. He is escalating to the point. He's like, I don't care if I work another day in my life. Like, I'm already fired. What are they going to do? Fire me twice? Are you going to arrest me for smoking? <laughs> oh, no, dude. I don't want to see Loomis's basic instinct. I'll show you off six times. You want to see my Duke of New York? Michael Myers. Did you have a kill on Coke? <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, there was that time that uh, Catherine, uh, oh, Catherine, what was her name? Catherine something. Catherine followed Dr. Loomis around for a year to uh, research for a novel she was writing. <laughs> she was the best sex I ever had. I called her the fuck of the century. <laughs> oh, That's no. a quote from Basic Instinct. That's a quote from Basic Instinct. <laughs> now here is the reveal this is your true sealed by the court inserted by john carpenter and deborah hill to give you something juicier to go on mm-hmm. and again has shaped the course of this franchise in multiple ways where in some 
of the continuation, it totally works. So you can watch parts two, four, five, and six, and they work. You can just watch parts one and two. You can watch one, two, and H2O, and it still works. But, you know, some parts are like, no, 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 it's just Halloween and Halloween 2018. Like I said, I I don't mind it at I all. Mean, you even went into the Rob Zombie aspect. Yeah, they still, of course they went with it, because for us, we that's what we grew up on. It was never an issue for me. Um, and it still isn't. Whether no, you, not at all. I, I, I'm fine with it without. I think it adds more to the story. The, yeah. the fact that they're brother. And, why, and if you know what, that's how you have to make it go beyond just a first film. Right. You, you have know? to add more. Here we go. Here we go. Number one, pulls the gun on the <laughs> And I bet you that cop's like, man. It's like, are you kidding me right now? My vacation now? starts in Boom. two weeks. Boom. No, he was going to retire in two weeks. <laughs> now he's got to take the, the, you know, Loomis's Uber rating is probably so horrible. I gave him a negative six rating. <laughs> I requested him. I, I I waited six minutes. I waited six times. Anything with six, you know. I think in comedy it works in threes. And technically, for Loomis, everything's double. It's got to be six. <laughs> it's funny twice. And now, of all of all the cars in the Haddonfield Hospital parking lot, you had to come to Jimmy, and the fact that his passing out produces like the worst possible result. And if you also notice, you got a little bit of a, you got a little red on you there, Jimmy. Right? On your window, everywhere. Yeah, this honk. is. It's. <laughs> honk, honk, honk. Honk, 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 honk. The car comes. Now, if, oh, now that's a. That could technically be explain why Michael Myers was able to drive away because I wish it was just the car that was driving him. Yep. It's he not a that passenger. he. <laughs> he didn't necessarily have to know how to drive. Turns out that the car drove him along. Oh, that sucks. You had one thing to do, man. One thing to do is just pass out like that. You would have been Thanks, fine. Thanks, Jimmy. Unfortunately. And of course, well, you wouldn't be getting far anyway with that. With but like four fucking flat tires. The shape, though, he is keen to this. He's, he's not stupid. He mm-hmm. understands when a, when a, there's a honk. Uh, when a car is a honking. You He's come slashing, slashing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Eh, that doesn't work. I'm sorry. Uh, when the car is a honking, uh, you come not talking. That's that works. <laughs> if you're gonna sneak up on him, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Now this is actually where we get where Loomis and the nurse come up, and she's the the petrified. She can't. This really stuck with me as a kid, and it still sticks with me now. Where, <laughs> where you're so terrified, you can't produce sounds. And the night terrors that I've experienced before where I'm conscious of where I'm awake, but I can't move. And I'm like, okay, move as if the shape was at the end of the hallway. Look at that leg twitching. She's like, it's horrible. Yeah. And she does some really good work in this movie. And Haddonfield Memorable Hospital, their their logo looks like the Cult of Thorn. It looks like a metal album. Yeah, it does. Coming up next to the stage, Haddonfield Hospital. Well, you could actually. Hello, Springfield. I have six interns and six residents. You could almost put it into a um, a sitcom esque level, where the Halloween episode actually of the uh, the Haddonfield Hospital comedy is. Is it like Children's Hospital, but like they get besieged? Mm-hmm. Loomis comes out wearing Rob Corddry's clown makeup. It's funny for children. 
They no, love it. Actually, no. What's her bucket? The one that actually has the the, the little cane and everything would totally work that way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Megan Mullally's Megan character. Mullally. Yes. A nice stroll here with the shape. And also, you want to talk about his core strength. The fact that he does this like walkthrough with the glass door. Always kills. Always kills. <laughs> it's Halloween flavored Kool-Aid. <laughs> oh, no. Well, it's it's a header, I believe you could call it. And really, God, this is what's kind of crazy, the fact that this film is... We only have 10 more minutes of this movie for the most part. Um, what is... Oh, here we go. little The walkthrough. Oh, yeah. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Kaplowy. Where, he don't give a fuck. Top five Halloween films for you right now, genius in the Halloween franchise With as Myers of today. With without Myers. With or without. Uh, okay. One, three, um, two, Ooh. four remake, and then five, and then everything else. I like that. I like it. I like to see two up there now. Do you think that's because of the viewing we're having? I've always loved two, but this definitely is cemented my fact that this is a damn good movie. Well, it's it, it it retains for a slasher for for a for a slasher film from the eighties. This is a very good one. This is a very competent sequel, considering the fact that it is uh, what it what itself inspired and spawned. Again, it shouldn't exist per se, but the popularity of the original created so many others. Trope, double tap. You already oh, yeah. shot him six times. That's right. <laughs> and we get a nice little throat slit, if I recall. That Nothing was a nice good. Throat slit. Very simple, very elegant. One thing that uh, uh, the shape is he works smart, not hard. Right. That's why he does the very measured. Well, uh, he does the prep work too. He slashed their tires. He like <laughs> made sure they didn't. He turned off the. The phone. He understands Leslie Vernon is going to be looking back at this and, you know, taking notes. No, seriously, he does a lot of smart things, and, and, and that's why he's a good slasher. You know, he's just not going around. I mean, I'm not saying, like, he's an effective slasher. He is. But Slashing I'm saying that's why, that's why he's going down as one of the best. He's on the Mount, Ru- Mount Rushmore of slashers because of what he does and how he does. And you are so pretty. Well, hi there, Lola. Don't you worry. We're are a good girl. Lola, we got 10 minutes, and then you're going to get a walk and some dinner. Oh, you're a good. Oh, Doug. She knows what's coming up. And <laughs> you want, you talk about the double tap. Lori Strode knows this in, 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 in spades in this one. And her level of marksmanship coming up is incredible. It always astounded me then, now. Um, she'd probably be a great video gamer, or even now, even worse, she's a Mary Sue. How did she get so good? I never saw her training to shoot with a gun. She's a badass. She's a great. Uh, the Lori Strode is a great character. There's a reason why she was the centerpiece of that Halloween 2018. What was it in Chopping Mama? Dad's a Marine. Yeah. This, it established it before. Well, Dun-dun. he knows how to make an entrance. He always makes an entrance. He's, he's the anti-Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> <laughs> it, she's saying no, but ultimately she's going to be a natural at this. It, I should also say John Carpenter and Deborah Hill went out of their way to establish that Dr. Loomis and the shape are dead 
at the end of Halloween 2. Halloween 3, they say, okay, this is what we're going to do. Uh-huh. And just Halloween gonna... 4, the return of Michael Myers. It's in the title. And, they and even the return ad- of Loomis. And they address it, and you see him as burned. So they're like, okay, but they somehow... And the explosion coming up here is kind of incredible. Loomis gets it all sorts of bad ways, especially in 4 and 3. He's always getting injured, blown the fuck up. Or... He, his body is just a... Uh, it's and like a... fuels on hatred. Jeffrey Combs in the fright, uh, Frighteners, where it's my body is just, just like a, a roadmap of pain. Map of pain. <laughs> That's awful. I traveled my map six times. Mm-hmm. Actually, I probably wouldn't be surprised if Jeffrey Combs was the member of Cult of Thorns. Possibly. Hell, I would. Uh, oh, I know, Loli. Don't worry. We're gonna we're gonna get some dinner here in a second. Chill out. <laughs> uh, here is. Let's count them. Shot one. She gave him a warning. Boom. Two. Two immediate shots, and this shot and right one here. One in the fucking eye. Wonderful. Oh, he's just bleeding blood or crying blood is so great. Legit. That is awesome. And then he's just swing. Shot him twice in the fucking eye. Pop, pop. Dude, Lori is a bad fucking ass. That's your double tap, my friend. Dude, she's John Wick. (laughs) That is some John Wick shit. He did take out the dog earlier. That does make sense. Well, also, you know what? Lori whimpering? I always remember it was the shape going with his little thing. And... Hit the gas. It's laughing gas. They call me the gas man. You'll be a dentist. No, this is a shop of Haddonfield. (laughs) Christ. I I would I would actually go with that. I would actually go with that. No, we are. I mean, we're setting up here that we're going to take out a big section of Haddonfield uh, Hospital. Yeah, and it's going to be under renovations until they come back. And also, if you've got Dick Warlock, not only is he your shape, but he's also technically your stunt coordinator, we're going to probably be able to do some really cool fireworks as well. And the firewalk that happens in here... Is rad. It's intense. And and I will say also, uh, Halloween Resurrection, there's actually some pretty good firewalk at the end of that one as well. And this is six times, <laughs> six times, six, six times. <laughs> well, again, we're going to get some finality here. Technically, like this is where Ahab goes down with Moby Dick. Yeah. Yeah. This is the. Yeah. Boom. I mean, that. That's why you're not supposed to smoke in hospitals. Good Lord. That's next year. Holy shit. That's an explode. That. Look at that. That's, that, is a, that is a grand hallway. That's, that's like a backdraft shit. <laughs> that's what that is. Check that door for heat. Boom. Actually, I think that's my favorite Clint Howard uh, appearance in a Ron Howard movie is in backdraft when he he plays the mortician. He's not gonna scare. He's not gonna give you sell your life insurance. And that is rad to just see him come out and he's that's a fucking burn. going for it, dude. That is a full on blame. That is Gabriel burnt. That is. And you notice he still had the scalpel in hand. Yep. And he's still with the same timbre and timber as he's walking and still boop. And that was a long firewalk and a fully engulfed too. apparently burned so hot that back in the day when they made zippers in those things burned him on both of his arms. Jesus. It was. Yeah. Yeah. And super intense, super intense. And of course, aftermath which is like jesus christ get loomis out of this place right like we're gonna pee on your ashes my friend 
<laughs> you're gonna curse his name <laughs> it's just up with michael myers well i know we're gonna get our last uh dana carvey cameo coming up here keep your eyes he's peeled. in a cameo twice yeah he's gonna show up again here which uh, he, they should have professional bumpkin stephen king Oh, I wish. Oh, it looks like somebody got canned up in here. Well, either that or a George Buckflower would be good. Have been, you know, when there maybe what? <laughs> George Buckflower pulls up to work because he's a janitor. God damn, I gotta clean up this fucking mess. He's all pissed off. It's gonna be one of them days. He pulls out a flask. <sighs> I'd watch that. You know what? That's actually if you wouldn't want to do the the anthology esque thing with Halloween's. That's how you can. Imagine. He's the crib keeper. Yes. He's the crib keeper. Oh. He's talking about all the messes he's had oh, to clean up. Oh, no. This oh. one was a particularly gnarly one. Oh. Wow. Tales from the book. Oh, I'm sign me up for that, man. Oh, my God. Flowers from the crib. Oh, I. Oh. you don't send me buck flowers <laughs> anymore. anymore. I always thought for a little, from when I was little, I thought that Michael Myers was going to be driving the, the ambulance as it goes off away and like. Because that seems like, you know, very tropian. Well, and the fact that we, the the first one, we he was shown as walking away. Mm-hmm. Here we just saw him burn. And then, bum, 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 bum. It really has nothing to do with nothing, but at no. the same time, it has everything to do with everything now. Forever linked. And I think even See, people have said, like, that would make more sense with, like, Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> And we end with the, the the classic orange in the fonts. And as far as I know, again, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill were concerned. That's all we see of Loomis in the shape now. He's still called the shape. He is in the shape. In the there we go. Good, good. It's he's established. Still the shape. It's established. He's still the shape, and he's not. He's not Michael Myers. And like I said, until the return, that's when he's like. That's his official coming out party. The shape, that's and then cotill- that's his cotillion. Yeah, which smelled just as sweet or sinister. <laughs> Pumpkin spice. Uh, a lot of people's credits as they did show up in the background through the recreations there. No, I'm glad that we had a chance to recreate and wa- recreate, rewatch this one. It's It has been quite a while. And Ben <laughs> Bennett Tramer. And also, I would say maybe hold off um, before listening to this. And if you would like to make a real trick out of this is to watch Halloween and Halloween 2 back to back. And you can do our commentaries if you want to you know, get really Ooh. indulgent. Now that it is released, of course, Halloween 2 is available only. And then do Halloween 3. Y- yes, you can. And, and then do 4. Well, we haven't done 4. Yet. 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 2121's coming up. There's, so, well, so many good things that are going to be coming up. In fact, I know our uh, new horror release that will be coming out in a few weeks. Yes. We were going to do Halloween Kills instead. What are we going to be uh, walking and talking? We're going to be talking about The Stylist. Of which we are on our way to watch a uh, cast and crew screening. Mm-hmm. We have held up. Help, excuse me, held off to watch this on the big screen. Yeah. And I am so excited for it. Mm-hmm. I'm nervous. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, of course, the big screen debut. Not the big screen debut. But the, of my twerking skills. That's right. That's right. It'll be all for everyone to see. Um, but I know here in the month of September, um, the commentary track, and it's subject to change, but in um, space, no one can hear you scream. We're going to be talking the winner of last year's Into the Mouth of March Madness this tournament. Year's. 2019? 2020. 2020. No, it came out in 20, uh, 1979. Oh, yeah. uh, Friday the 13th. Oh, that's right. Won this year. Last year was Alien. All, fucking earlier this year seems like it was it's, five years ago. You're, I, I know. No, the minute you said I'm like, I, I know what you mean, my friend. <laughs> well, even it was really funny. We were talking near to when you're like, last year was sleazy sci-fi. I was like, 
I wish it was the last year's season. No, isn't there? Because it just feels like everything is so long ago. Mm-hmm. It is unreal. It is beyond unreal. But Speaking of long ago, this has been too long since I've seen this movie. This has been way too long again. And it cements my fact that I think this is a fantastic sequel for Do you think it might go into a regular part of the rotation? Oh, because oh, one thing that the month of October does bring about is those movies that's like, oh, it's October, this is going to be watched. I honestly would like to see it get more loved. I would like to see Halloween 2 played as, not as much, but you know, instead of like eight Halloweens on in the month of October, yeah. maybe six, and then two of them be Halloween 2. Or maybe five, and then two of them be Halloween two, and one of them be Halloween three. You know, just so a little bit mixed up because this is a good fucking film. I mean, like, it's. I'm I'm glad we, I'm glad you chose this one in lieu of what we were originally going to do. No, it really held up. Um, in fact, like you said, it's kind of like with Friday the Thirteenth. There's multiple ways that you can watch three or four of them thematically. Mm-hmm. That's what's fun with this franchise is it also mixes and matches that well. Yeah. And I know some people that drives them for continuity and what have you. It drives them crazy. But, but at least it's not Texas Chainsaw continuity. Oh, that okay. is the most jumbled, befuddled, interweaving oddities, just different families, different everything. Yeah. At least with Halloween, there's two or three there's only two or three multiverses as opposed to, like, the Texas multiverse. Well, we'd like to say there's no right or wrong way to watch a movie or a franchise or a series of films, but have fun regardless. So, again, exactly. speaking of having fun, we hope you enjoyed uh, the screening of Halloween 2 in this commentary. And I again, sure did. I did, too, man. Good choice this is, on this. This is fun. And, of course, thank you all for continuing your patronage with us. So, until the next commentary, uh, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. Mr. Sandman, bring me... <laughs>